Hello, I'm Harry Karanja the lawyer and I'm Kashaw Patrick the layman and this is Swala Nyeti, the Kenyan legal podcast that pairs a layman and a lawyer to answer your legal questions. Welcome to Swala Nyeti. Hi Kashaw. Hi Wakili. Baria siku masiku. Nzuri sana labda yako. I'm good. When is the last time you were on Thika Road Super Highway? Thika Road Super Highway. You know, these days, Superhighway is not impressive. We have the Nairobi Expressway, we ah. have SGR, uh, we have uh, in-flight uh, entertainment as you go from, from Nairobi to Eldoret, Kisumu, Malindi. By, By plane, my friend. Oh, sorry. <laughs> my, my apologies. So what's up with Superhighway? The, the, the other day I went, it's been a while, and I got lost. Yeah. There's a new flyover. Okay. Uh, where is that? Is that GSU? Oh yes, yes. The the U-turn. The U-turn. Well, it's it's a bi- a long U-turn. That one. It's not that new. Yeah. It's not that new. I got lost. A yeah. good one. Ah, okay. I, I went around and I was facing where I came from. <laughs> <laughs> How have I done? Uh, well, I was trying to slope down to like to roasters. Mm-hmm. There's a way before you could do it. You could stay on the service lane and yes. go down there. Yes. So that's what I was trying. I see. I'm I just see. like, ah, how come the road now is below me? <laughs> super highway. <laughs> uh, it hilarious. Mm. So anyway, I saw this video of a lady screaming mm-hmm. and a guy is saying at you when you miss a turn on Thika Road nowadays and you're going to start a new life yeah. <laughs> in Karatina. <laughs> <laughs> you're just screaming your heart out. Oh, oh my. Okay. Yeah. So I hope uh, you didn't lose our question for today. I almost did, but uh, here it is. Mm-hmm. It's a question on tenancy. Okay. Which is one of the things we first did when we, we began Swalanyeti. All right. But here it comes. Mm-hmm. I have been renting a property in Kahawa West for the past nine years. Mm-hmm. When I moved in, we agreed that I would be uh, that I would give a one-month deposit mm-hmm. and be paying a rent of 25,000 shillings a month. Mm-hmm. We also verbally agreed that I would take care of the water and, el- and electricity bills. I cannot remember if we signed any document, but even if we did... It was to terminate after one or two years. For the most part, up to last year, my relationship with the landlord has been cordial. Sometimes I have not paid the rent on time, but I also recover and pay any arrears. I had also ensured that I made many house repairs where needed and paid for the utility bills. However, since the COVID pandemic, I have not been able to pay rent on time or in full. I spoke to the landlord to consider waiving the rent payments for some time. He did not agree, but gave me three months to gather myself before I start paying again. However, even after I resumed payment, I have only managed to pay between 10 and 15,000 shillings a month and have not managed to pay the full amount. The landlord seemed to accept the payments and never demanded the balance. I have also fallen behind on utility bills, even though when I get money, I pay a bit. Last week, however, I received a call from a house agent sent by the landlord. She told me that she wanted to come and inspect the house. I agreed for her to come, but I am now worried. What does it mean that a house agent wants to inspect the house and can the landlord just kick me out? I need to find a way of remaining in the house, but I also don't want to be forced to pay arrears from last year. Okay, well, so again, if we have a tenant who seems to have uh, arrears with or possibly has arrears with a landlord. Yes. And 
the the arrears seems to have arisen uh, over this covid pandemic period whereby they were paying a reduced amount of their rent the tenant claims that during this period the landlord had accepted these reduced payments yeah so the fact that now someone is coming to inspect the house is making this tenant anxious because yeah. they are not sure whether this is the precursor to them being kicked out <laughs> yeah. and they also don't want to pay any arrears because they feel like they they were in an agreement yeah. for those arrears not to be paid yeah that's correct i know in this pandemic things are tough for sure and for me i find this uh, like a very hard case because on one half this is somebody's investment for sure the landlords and on the other hand it's a person who is unable to pay so are you under should they downscale <laughs> you know like let let the person who can pay the house stay in or should they stay and not pay arrears should the landlord be lenient no the legal what does the the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the wakili have to say yeah so we've seen the heart of of gashao now let's see what the, yes. the books of law say yes. <laughs> <laughs> so i think the we we start by looking at the legal questions which arise and of course these are based mainly on laws relating to leases and laws also relating to contract and w- what we have here is that there was an agreement mm-hmm. initially yeah but it seems that at some point in time probably if it's at the beginning of the pandemic or saying about a year ago the tenants started paying part payments yeah so does the fact that the landlord accepted these part payments create a new agreement okay eh? like yeah okay that would allow this person to avoid paying the arrears which are being claimed yeah so Bec- like if there's a new agreement there are no arrears well that's what that's, that's what we want to find out okay because that's what they want to do yeah and of course they are also the the anxious about this inspection so probably they are worried about having someone come into their house and if that's the way for the landlord to start recovering and then how to remain actually the words use is to i think to stay he want to set himself a new rent yes like 10000 and stay that house and stay there that would be interesting <laughs> <laughs> So let's start by this issue of part payments and yeah. whether it creates a new agreement. Now, the first thing we have to realize is uh, what was in place here was most likely a periodic lease again, okay? Because it seems that the previous lease either was ne- there was no written agreement yeah. in place or the written agreement expired yeah. and they entered into a periodic tenancy. Because this is like one year of nine. Yes. Yes, one year of nine. So let's say from year, let's say there was a lease. So year one and year two, Those the lease was operating. Maybe, yeah. So from year three, it might have become a periodic lease. But it sounds like there was no problem from year three up to year eight. Yeah. So this person continued meeting their rental obligations as required. So the issue is year nine. Yeah. Now for sure, year three to year eight, there was a periodic lease. Yes. But the question is, was there a new type of agreement in year nine? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because um, there is an argument that if in year nine this person started paying a different amount of rent and the other the landlord did not insist on any different amount, yeah. then although there was a contract in a form of a periodic tenancy, yes, there is a a concept in law called promissory estoppel, whereby you can be stopped from demanding something 
which is based in a contract if through your actions or your conduct you made someone take on or made someone believe something like because you accepted a different thing yes. you made them believe yes that it's acceptable now exactly so you are you are stopped from demanding what was in the contract isn't that the reason our parents used to beat us <laughs> you, you assume because i you assume i don't see you because you've been with this for two months i'll beat you anyways yeah so so that's the thing i mean and if you know you can apply promissory estoppel then it is possible for the tenant to argue look i paid this amount on the basis of the acceptance by the landlord and for the landlord to demand one year later for arrears yet they have been accepting all this time they are stopped from doing so wow yeah so there are certain of course conditions that need to be met in promissory estoppel but it is an avenue that the tenant might be you know yeah. able to pursue yeah what if they haven't paid at all that is also promissory estoppel <laughs> and the landlord allowed them yeah, to stay yeah, i'm just there in a year yeah, remember no. remember section 50 yeah section 57 <laughs> section 57 which we have never discussed with you before but yeah. as a section but the the issue of periodic leases says that the terms of the periodic lease will be consistent with the previous lease yes but must be consistent with the expressed or implied terms of your of how you've been relating okay so, so, been so an yeah. ongoing relationship yes and uh, you've implied that hey it's okay to pay a reduced amount of lease then you see your periodic lease could be argued to be a different one the terms could be different from what oh, exactly there's something you mentioned about earlier mm-hmm. in a written contract yes that not taking something does not mean it does not apply what was that like the landlord has not said yes so in a written contract usually there are rights and duties for both parties yeah. okay and uh, the fact that a person might not enforce their rights does the contract, not mean the rights are not there yes does not mean they have waived those it, rights what is yeah what is it called in latin no all i said is that they've they've not waived their rights okay. Okay. Our, I, okay. I don't think I, I gave a Latin that, term. Yeah. I thought there was a Latin <laughs> term to it. I'm sure there is, but okay. I wouldn't know it. Okay, yeah. So in this case, however, you know, this this is the formation of a new agreement. Wow. So there could be new terms formed. So that's one possible uh, yeah. angle. Of course, that really depends on what really transpired between the landlord and, and the tenant. The tenant. Now, as to whether this person can remain in the house for the period they want and pay the rent they want, they want. <laughs> is <laughs> i would i would say there is no legal argument for that okay i mean if they want to remain in the house and they need to pay the rent yeah in my opinion okay and of course even in a periodic tenancy the parties are able to give notice okay written or just verbal all notice is usually written all notice yes is, is written. written yes so i'm saying that the lease can come to a termination by either party giving their the notice here for the period required so any approach i would say would only be tactical okay wow. so you know even if you go to court and you go to the tribunal and you claim abcd you can't force yourself to remain in someone's property it could be painful for both parties because you know you could go the whole process you go through a distress process you do injunctions against each other you end up looking for an eviction order if you're the landlord yeah and the person is fighting the eviction order so it could be two years maybe but the kind Living of pain in the house. yes staying in the house what if you distress the, the 
their items. Yes, even I mean there are people whose items have been distressed and they continue living in the house. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you take everything, all their furniture, everything from them, but they remain in the house because eh. distress does not mean eviction. Eh. You can do distress, but the person can continue living in the house until you get an eviction order. The person could use those tactics to remain in the property. But I mean, I think here the, the best approach is a negotiation. See if, if you can nego- negotiate with the landlord and see if there's an agreement to can be entered into. Yeah. But of course, continue paying the rent. At the end of the day, like you said, it's an investment. Yeah. So it's uh, appropriate that the rent be paid so that uh, both parties are able to achieve what they wanted from that relationship. How, how does the law mm-hmm. stop me from getting into a person's property and not paying. Well, if I just get in with an agreement. That's trespass. That's trespass. No, but I, c- I could come when we have a, a rental agreement with you. Yes. And maybe I pay the first two months. Yes. And now you cannot evict me. I can't evict you. I just need an eviction order. Okay. I didn't say I can't. You can You still can. I can evict you. But I can. You say I can also like go to court and stop the eviction order. Yeah, you could fight it. It could be ugly. You could fight the eviction order. But you see, I have the power of distress, so I can first come and pick your things yeah. as we are fighting. Oh. Yeah, so you're <laughs> sticking in an empty <laughs> house. You're in there. <laughs> and if I eventually win, I'll get the eviction order, and then I'll sue you for the arrest. I guess it could happen, but why would someone do that? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's good to know. Because it's also scary to think you can ju- somebody can stay. Yeah, well, they're bad tenants, of course. They're <laughs> bad tenants. Yeah. They do exist. Wow. So mm-hmm. what I get from this is, therefore, that there need to be determined if the lease agreement has changed in this last year. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's an argument that one can make. Whether or not the argument will succeed depends a lot on what facts can be proved. But uh, it's, a, it's an argument to make. Although I said my thinking is that negotiation might still be an easier and cleaner way to resolve. Wow. Yeah. I agree with you for once. I think negotiation is a better way to go at this. Otherwise, there's a very high likelihood for it to get ugly. Okay. Thank you very much, Wakili. All right. Thank you for listening to Swala Nyeti. To listen to more episodes or get more information, visit our website www.swalanyeti.org. If you have a legal question, you can also send it to us on our website. Or call us on 0708-111-222 if you need urgent assistance. Till next time, goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you.